you got a dude, Ethan Strauss, who come in here and <clears throat> just give his whole opinion on stuff and make it seem like it's coming from me. And he just walk around here, don't talk to nobody, just walk in here and survey and then write something like that. And now y'all piling on me because I don't want to talk to y'all about that. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Thursday morning. It is trade deadline day. We've got all your NBA action covered for Wednesday that you need for today as the trade deadline nears. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Dave Schilling, Rob Lopez, exchanging physicals to complete the trade call. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, trades are flying all over the place. Rumors are louder than ever, and some basketball actually happened too. But first, Luka Doncic tripled up while Harrison Barnes packed up. Game of the night, Mavericks 99 Hornets 93 in Dallas. Harrison Barnes traded during this game. We'll have more on that in a little bit. But he had 10 points on 4 of 13 shooting in 26 minutes before they pulled him for good. And he watched from the bench as he uh, as he said goodbye to all of his good teammates. Luka Doncic, triple-double. Uh, another triple-double for him. 19 points, 11 assists, 10 rebounds. Horrible shooting night. 5 of 20 from the field. 2 of 10 from 3, but did have that triple-double. Dorian Finney-Smith, real person. 15 points, 10 rebounds. Tim Hardaway Jr., 12 points on 16 shots off the bench. Kemba Walker had 30 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists for the Hornets. But once again... Not a lot of help for him. Uh, Jeremy Lamb at 15 on 16 shots. Nicholas Batum at 14 points on and five assists. Uh, both teams shot 40.4% from the field in a bit of an ugly one, but it was the you know probably the closest game that was really close for the entire game, Dave. Uh, yeah, this was a night of blowouts, and I think the most exciting thing in this game was watching someone on the bench. So that that tells you everything you need to know about this contest. Yeah, it's a, like we'll get it, we'll get into the trade a little bit in the news section uh, coming up in a bit, but it's it's weird. I'm trying to think of the last time I saw someone just sitting on the bench when we knew they got traded. Usually, it feels like they go to the locker room, but uh, and then everyone in Dallas was saying, "Well, this is just Harrison Barnes. He supports his teammates. Consummate professional." Yeah, you would think that he would DNP or something if if he knew already. Right. So I'm I'm thinking he found out during the game. I mean, there's got to be some sort of investigation or like a 30 for 30 episode about this game because I'm fascinated. They were in, this was in the works for the last few days. I got a call from Harrison's agent, Jeff Schwartz, and they knew something was in the works with Sacramento. Huh. And according to my sources, Uh-oh. Harrison Barnes wanted to play. It just so happens that during the game, the trade got agreed upon. And so once everybody found out about the trade, they pulled them out. Well, yeah, that's that's the weird thing. Like trades don't pop up out of nowhere. Like that's not how trades in the NBA work. You can get opportunistic people on deadline day, but the Kings have been going after Harrison Barnes for a while. Like they've they've wanted him for months, uh, maybe even longer than that. And because they want that that big wing. And so it's not like they just called up at halftime and said, hey, Donnie Nelson, want to trade us Harrison Barnes, like take him off the court right now. Like that's not how that works. Um, but the rest of the team had nice things to say about him. And, uh, and Hey, Luka Doncic, another triple double. That's fun. Luka Doncic is fun. He's the most fun thing about this game. That's for sure. Most fun thing about this game, uh, for the Charlotte side of it, they're rumored to be trying to trade for, for Marcus Gasol. They seem to be the leaders in the Marcus Gasol hunt right now. Um, they could really use them because man, this team just does not have a lot of help for Kemba Walker. And they, they want to resign him this summer, which is great, except, uh, you're going to have to give him a max money to do it because otherwise, why would he stay? 
there's no reason. I mean, this is a team that simply is not built to win. Um, Marc Gasol in, in the twilight of his, not the twilight of his career. I mean, he's, he's not 34. He's 34. He's up yeah, there. He's up there for, uh, sure. for a, especially for a big man. You know, do you want to, are you going to go all in on Marc Gasol, make that trade and think that you're going to maybe be a, a six or seven seed in the East? I don't know. I, I, I hate thinking about these teams like Detroit or Charlotte. They're just kind of like fiddling around in the, in the squishy middle of the league it's just it's just shuffling deck chairs in the Titanic, as they say. I, I don't know. And uh, and you know what happened to the Titanic? So- uh, it's it sailed uh, on for years, and no one died. Is that is that what happened? I think yeah, that's accurate. And uh, yeah. and Leonardo DiCaprio was there. I can't believe that movie was four hours when nobody died and nothing happened. Crazy. All right, listeners, listen up. Back-to-back Wednesday challenge every Wednesday on FanDuel. You go to FanDuel.com slash B2B. You sign up, deposit five bucks. They put five bucks in your account. You now have $10 to play with, and you get to play with B2B listeners every single Wednesday. Win the back-to-back challenge on FanDuel. You get to join the mailbag on Friday, ask questions, answer questions, chop it up with us, the whole thing. Uh, It's a fun experience for everybody. So go to FanDuel.com slash B2B, sign up with us, play with us, and, uh, and come on the mailbag. All right, Dave, let's get into the news from Wednesday that you need to know for the trade deadline. A lot of trades today, trade season. And as we mentioned before, Harrison Barnes traded to the Sacramento Kings in exchange for Justin Jackson and Zach Randolph. Uh, again, the trade happened in the middle of the game against the Hornets. And for the for the Mavericks, you know, they get to clear more cap space. They they go into the summer with Luka Doncic, with Chris Tapps Porzingis uh, on the roster and, and a bunch of cap space where they can go after another major player. For the Kings, they've been wanting a big wing for a while. They get to put Harrison Barnes next to Buddy Heald and De'Aaron Fox. I, I think as long as he's uh, not stopping the ball constantly, I think it's a good move for the Kings. I love trades where both teams clearly benefit. And this is an example of that very thing happening. I am salivating at the idea of the Kings in the playoffs. I think it's going to happen now. I mean, Harrison Barnes is certainly not a difference maker on the level of, of an Anthony Davis, uh, but he is a piece and he's a valuable piece uh, who was a former NBA champion. You can't deny that this is going to be helpful for Sacramento. So I'm looking forward to that. And like you said, Dallas is clearing cap space to make a big play in 2019. And uh, the Western Conference just gets more and more tasty every day. Absolutely. LeBron James upset by how the trade was handled. He's, he let it be known on Instagram. He said, so let me guess. This is cool because they had to do what was best for the franchise, right? Traded this man while he was literally playing in the game and had zero idea. I'm not knocking who traded him because it's a business and you have to do what you feel what's best. But I just want this narrative to start to get a real slash change and not when a player wants to be traded or leaves a franchise that he's a selfish, ungrateful player. But when they trade you, release, wave, cut, et cetera, et cetera, it's best for them. I'm okay with it both, honestly. Truly am. Just call a spade a spade. Uh, I do really love LeBron pretending he has nothing to do with any of this Anthony Davis stuff. It's plausible deniability on his part. I, I just don't understand why there is this dichotomy or this this conflict between right. the owners and the in the front office who very clearly want to dictate terms to the players and the players who want to dictate their future to right. ownership look you can't have it both ways the nba is going to have to decide 
who gets to make decisions. And the more that the players use social media and they use their influence and they use their star power to push teams to make trades that they don't want to make, the owners will continue to pull back and say, no, we're going to do exactly what New Orleans did to the Lakers and we're going to shame them in public and we're going to embarrass them and then we're yeah. not going to make the trade at all. So this is just going to continue to happen. At the On the other hand, you could say this is good for the league because what it does is it gets us talking about how exciting all of this drama and this nonsense is on social media. So on the one hand, it's, it feels juvenile. Sure. And illogical. But on the other hand, it's exactly what people want. It's good business. And I have breaking news, Dave. Anthony Davis liked that post from LeBron James. Oh my god. Oh, that's tasty. Oh, that's tasty. By the way, Monk. if you're wondering, if you're wondering what grades the Kings and the Mavericks might get for such a trade, head on over to the Athletic. Nice young writer named Zach Harper wrote out grades for this trade. Speaking of grading trades, also graded this one. The Bulls acquire Otto Porter from the Wizards in exchange for Bobby Portis, Jabari Parker, and a 2023 second round pick. Wizards get cap relief. Bulls tie up about $46 million in their starting wings between Otto Porter and Zach Levine. I don't like this for the Bulls. I don't like tying up that money. I get the idea that they probably weren't going to go sign someone as good as Otto Porter, but I still think there's a better way to spend that money. And I just, I'm not convinced that he's going to return to how he was two years ago or the previous two years, because they don't really have a point guard to set him up. Um, For the Wizards, they're starting to clear some cap space. They got under the luxury tax tonight uh, with a couple of moves. And I guess it's, I guess it's good. They're, they suck anyway. You might as well not spend as much money for that. This season is a complete wash for what for Washington. Well, that was a weird thing. Ooh, to say. A, wash, like a wash for Washington uh, with John wall out for the season. What's the point? Who cares right. um, for Chicago? I think you're hundred percent right that this is absurd. Um, I don't see why you would want to tie down all that money. It seems like flexibility is a trendy thing in the NBA right now, being able to 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 do uh, whatever you choose in free agency or have the, that that those options. So I'm not sure why you want to tie yourself down to Otto Porter and Zach Levine in the middle of the season. Uh, yeah, completely agree. Also, another trade: uh, the the Wizards sent Markeith Morris to New Orleans in exchange for West Johnson. So that's that's a that's an NBA transaction. Another trade that happened, Cavs, Rockets, Kings complete a three-team deal. Cavs received Brandon Knight, Marquise Chris, and a lottery-protected 2019 first-round pick from Houston. The Kings get Alec Burks, and the Rockets receive Iman Shumpert, Nick Stauskas, Wade Baldwin. Uh, this is the fourth Cavs trade this season. In those trades, they've received two first-round picks and six second-round picks. Um <clears throat> I guess I like this for everybody involved. I, I'm not sure I believe Iman Shumpert's going to continue his great play, but if he does, nice pickup for, for Houston. Uh, Stauskas probably won't play much. Wade Baldwin's not any good. Uh, yeah, that's that's my analysis of that trade. Bucks Pistons also completed a trade today. Detroit sends Stanley Johnson to the Milwaukee Bucks for Thonmaker. Thonmaker had requested a trade. Uh, Stanley Johnson gets a fresh, uh, fresh, fresh start with the – Milwaukee Bucks, a much better situation than what's in Detroit. Uh, do you like this pickup for the Bucks? Yeah, sure. I guess. If he hits shots, if he hits shots, it's a nice pickup. I don't think Thon Maker really was like adding anything to that team, so yeah. it's it, it is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, you're gonna have to help me out with this name. Lakers Pistons also completed a trade. Reggie Bullock to the Lakers in exchange for 
How do you say this dude's name? Svi Mikhailik? Mikhailik Maka is the thing to say. Okay. For um, Svi? Yes. Svi Stiviano. I wish. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wish I, I wish I could pronounce this. I should. Yeah. As someone who's a Laker fan. Well, I you just, don't have knew, to worry about him. You got yeah. Reggie Bullock. I knew this was going to happen. I was like, yeah. I'm not going to learn this guy's name. Who cares? Lakers get a uh, 3 and D guy. Well, Reggie Bullock's kind of a defensive player, but he's definitely a shooter. Uh, Pistons, according to James Edwards, the third of the athletic believe that Svee can become a much better wing than Bullock. So how about that? Uh, another trade on the day. Suns heat completed trade. Tyler Johnson and his giant contract. Uh, and Wayne Ellington headed to Phoenix in exchange for Ryan Anderson. Uh, trade kicker pushes Tyler Johnson's contract from $19.3 million to $21 million. Good for him. Wayne Ellington is expected to be waived. Uh, what's your favorite Tyler Johnson memory? Yeah, that sounds about right. That's mine too. Uh, and then other trade rumors that you're going to need to know about on Thursday. Uh, again, as we mentioned earlier, Charlotte is all about this Marcus Saul trade. They want to, they want to acquire him. Pistons and jazz are exploring a Mike Conley deal um, from the Grizzlies. Grizzlies want multiple first round picks per Mark Stein. Uh, Mike Conley has expressed interest apparently through rumors that uh, he does not want to play in Utah. If he's traded for Utah, there've been talks of a point guard swap where Lowry would go to Utah, but that seems to just be a bad rumor and not uh, something that's likely. And then by the way, Dave, uh, the Pelicans still will not respond to the Lakers latest trade offer per Woj. You know, this is how I met my, my wife was, uh, negging, just not responding <laughs> to our tablets. Yeah, this is, they're negging, um, the Lakers and it's a good strategy and, and congrats to Dell Demps for getting married to magic Johnson. Sure. Uh, Brian Windhorst mentioned on the jump today that this has been sabotage, that there is no intention to deal with the Lakers at all. And there has been, um, an effort to do this to ruin the confidence and the chemistry of the young players on the team as kind of a protest of what he presume, presumes to be tampering. That's a pretty crazy theory, but it, it might be true. This is something that Vladimir Putin did to the United States government, basically. <laughs> We're talking about, like, <laughs> how do I – how do I uh, ruin the confidence of an entire nation or a basketball franchise? And this is what they've done. I, it's not illegal, right? Clearly, but it is not in the spirit of the law, if you ask me. I think that this is something that the NBA should consider far more damaging than tampering, which is using misinformation and using gossip and using back channels to twist and, and, and deform the game. It's like a weird, got- it's a weird line to navigate and to draw, right? Like, because they like information gets leaked out all the time in order to kind of galvanize certain moves or hirings or firings or whatever. Um, so there is like, this is used a lot, but this is kind of an extreme example of this. Yeah. It, I'm not okay with it. Not just because I'm a Laker fan, but also because this is just, the, the beginning of, of something that I think people are not going to be happy about um, yeah, using become, information in this way. It's a weapon. Yeah. It could become too much like pro wrestling at some point. Right. Yeah. yeah which sounds great. I love pro wrestling, you, but yeah, it, you love pro wrestling. Right? It really, it really more sounds to me like European soccer where, you know, the players um, have a lot of stroke and they're using the media and the media is being used against them at the same time um, as as weapons. And, and uh, just, that get ugly. Yeah. 
All right, everybody, less than a month until the Boston Live Show, Saturday, March 2nd, at the end of the Sloan Analytics Conference at the Middle East in Boston. Tickets are on sale. We've got a few tickets left. VIP sold out, but plenty of uh, general admission available as we uh, as we start filling this place up. You can get your tickets uh, through the Count the Things Twitter page or Jade Hoy's Twitter page. Just go uh, go to either of those. we got the ticket fly information in there. Uh, again, March 2nd, Saturday, March 2nd, end of the Sloan Analytics Conference at the Middle East in Boston. Come hang out with us. Have a good time. It's always a great show. All right, let's get to the other games from Wednesday. Nets 135, Nuggets 130 in Brooklyn. Late surge by the Nuggets made this one a little bit closer than it should have been for most of the game. Nets pulled away at the end of the second quarter and into the third quarter, uh, but the Nuggets put up a 43-point fourth quarter to charge back into this and make it interesting. Seven Nets in double figures, led by 27 points and 11 assists from D'Angelo Russell. That's all-star D'Angelo Russell. Damar Carroll, excellent off the bench, 18 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 4 steals, 10 points and 11 assists for Shabazz Napier off the bench. Nets hit 19 three-pointers in this game. Denver played without Paul Millsap, without Gary Harris. Nikola Jokic with a triple-double, 25 points, 14 rebounds, 10 assists. Mason Plumlee had 24 points in the start. Jamal Murray, 19 points, 11 assists. Pelicans, 125. Bulls, 120 in Chicago. Late surge from the Bulls made this a little bit more interesting as well. Julius Randle was not a guarantee to play because he's in trade rumors. Also, Nikola Miritich in trade rumors but did not play. But Julius Randle ended up coming off the bench, scored 31 points. 18 points, 11 assists, 6 rebounds for Drew Holiday. Check Diallo had another good game off the bench, 18 points, 9 rebounds for the Bulls. Lowry Markinen with 30 points, 11 rebounds to lead Chicago. Zach Levine had 28, 8, and 7. Uh, Chris Dunn with 18 points, 8 assists. Bulls, 17-point third quarter kind of did them in in this one. And then, uh, man, one of the bigger explosions of the night, Bucks 148, Wizards 129 in Milwaukee. Dave, a 50-point first quarter for the Bucks. They had 85 points at halftime, 120 points after three quarters, and Giannis was ridiculous. 43 points, six rebounds, four assists, three steals. He was 17 of 21 from the field, three of three from three-point range. Um, look, I, I don't want to get into the whole MVP thing right now, but he is – like he nights like this, it's just absurd what he does. He's making his case, and it's very strong. Um, you know, I think that every year these days we see – two people rise to the top and, and, and take a claim to the MVP. And I think this year it's Giannis and Harden. And, and right now I'm, I'm on team Giannis just because I think the Bucks Whoa. are ultimately a better team than the Rockets. Wow. Uh, 22 points, 11 assists from Eric Bledsoe. Brogdon had 18 Middleton at 16. Um, Wizards made a little bit interesting in the third quarter as they made a run, but the Bucks pulled away again in the fourth 30 points for Bradley Beal, 26 points, 14 rebounds, four assists for Thomas Bryant. Who's been really nice lately. Uh, Bucks went 19 of 30 from deep, scored 70 points in the paint. 144 of their 148 points either happened in the paint, at the three-point line, or at the free-throw line. That is Mike Budenholzer basketball. Warriors 141, Spurs 102 in Oakland. Wasn't close. Uh, even at halftime. And then the Warriors put up a 49 point third quarter to make sure everybody knew this night was over. Warriors went 17 of 22 from the field in the third. They had 16 assists in the third quarter. The Spurs 11 made shots. That's going to be uh, that's going to be a recipe for disaster for the Spurs. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins, Clay Thompson, St- Steph Curry all had 10 points in that third quarter. Kevin Durant ended the night in 29 minutes. He had 23 points, nine assists, eight rebounds. Clay Thompson had 26 points in 29 minutes. Uh, for the Spurs, there was no DeMar- 
DeRozan. There was no LaMarcus Aldridge. Patty Mills had 16 points in 17 minutes. Jazz 116, Suns 88 in Salt Lake City. Uh, this was actually pretty close until the fourth quarter. Jazz used a 37 to 17 fourth quarter to pull away. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, 21 points on 21 shots. Rudy Gobert, 16 points, 12 rebounds, three steals, three blocks. Joe Ingles, 15 points, 11 assists. Uh, Josh Jackson, another nice game, 27 points for the Suns. No Devin Booker in this one. And then the final game of the night, Rockets 127, Kings 100. Dave, we are at 28 straight games of James Harden scoring 30 points or more. He had 36 points on 13 of 26 from the field, 8 of 13 from 3. And check this out, Dave. Only two of two from the free throw line. There was no th- no free throw and foul hunting tonight. Good for him. You know what? I, I appreciate that he's trying to live a clean, sober existence, um, actually scoring and not just flopping his arms into people's faces. That's what happens in Sacramento, man. You just you just go out there and ball. Uh, Gerald Green had 25 points off the bench. Eric Gordon with 20 points in the start. Chris Paul had 15 and 11. Uh, Rockets went 20 of 51 from three-point range in this one. Buddy Heald led the Kings with 20 points, 10 rebounds. Marvin Bagley with 10 and 10 off the bench. But the Kings were sloppy. 22 turnovers gave up 33 points off those turnovers. Let's go to line of the night. Uh, I would say we have five candidates tonight. Uh, Nikola Jokic, 25 points, 14 rebounds, 10 assists in the loss to the Nets. James Harden with 36 points on 13 of 26 shooting, 8 of 13 from the field in the win over Sacramento. Giannis, as we mentioned, was ridiculous. 43 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals in the win over the Wizards. Luka Doncic, triple-double with 19 points, 11 assists, 10 rebounds in the win over the Hornets. And Kevin Durant, a very economic 23 points, nine assists, eight rebounds in 29 minutes in that win over the Spurs. Who gets your line of the night, Dave? I'm going to go with Kevin Durant's 23-9-8. I'm going to give it to Giannis. Bucks are the best in the East. They're killing right now. Uh, They're still still chugging along, even though the Sixers are making all these moves. So uh, I'm going with Giannis. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash count the dings. You're going to like that. You want to share it with all your friends and family. Get them to like it. Keep growing this network. Subscribe to the back-to-back podcast feed. we got a special Nerd She Wrote trade deadline edition on Thursday. We got the mailbag tomorrow on Friday. Go subscribe to the Black Opinions Matter Monday feed. You can find that on all podcast platforms. Subscribe, rate, review. Do the same for this podcast, The Daily Ding, as well as, oh, we got Kian Fahi's NFL pod, The Interceptable. We got a special free agency pod coming up soon. We got House Strauss. We got Pack Your Knives. That's going to do it. Enjoy the trade deadline. Refresh, charge your phones, do all that stuff. Check out Count the Dings. Check out all the coverage on The Athletic and uh, and follow us on Twitter all day. We're going to have all kinds of reactions to the stuff and it's going to be a lot of fun dave do you have a sign off for us uh is it ding ding is that what i'm supposed to say here i i am not clear on that